0: Hello, welcome to episode 46 of We Don't Talk About The Weather, political discussion that to the uninitiated, major sound like screaming and crying, I'm Adam, I'm here with Hugh. Hello. And uh, we're here to talk about this week's news. Yeah,
1: hey. and King Salman. Yeah. King Salman, <laughs> Prince Salman.
0: I had to really rush that intro because we were already, we had already got the riff machine in full swing about yeah.
1: King Salman's visit. Prince. He's not king yet. Yeah. Uh, I was about to make a joke about Wishes on Juni. I can't get Aladdin out of my head. It's... It's horrible. It's because it's the most racist thing about Arabs that I can think of that yeah. everyone's seen. Yeah. Um, and, like,
0: you feel like it's okay because it's kind of a... He's such a, like, powerful, sinister figure. Yeah, there's a thing that you're with, all right with It
1: sort of seems like it's okay to make jokes about them being horrible Saudis when you have ones like that member of the royal family who ate his servant <laughs> in a London hotel and things like but that. comically evil. Yeah, that they're, they're so like like um my wife's tv series is being done at the moment and yeah. there's a lot of notes about like you know is this believable blah blah mm-hmm. blah, blah it would get rejected for being yeah. too unbelievable like so what he was high on PCP and he fucked this guy and then tried to eat him yeah yeah no that's <laughs> not real That can't be real it's like no it is oh and also so the um this saudi prince came they're saying he's a reformer despite all the crucifixions um <laughs> It's a horrible country. We know that Saudi is pretty gritty. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, oh, so he's coming here and he's bought up all the ad space in London. Like, big posters on the side of Huge, the North like, Circular. I think they
0: repurposed the fucking go-home immigration vans as yeah. well. It's those, um, like, uh, black things with the video display on the on the back.
1: Yeah. Well, no, the, the immigrant ones were cheaper. They weren't video display. They were just, like, posters on the side of uh Oh yeah, they were those those um triangle ones, yeah. weren't they? But these are like of video screens all over the place, like um all along the north circular, like welcome the reformer. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. It's also the North Circular is a grim place. It's a bit looking, of at pi- centric, looking, but- at, looking at pictures of it, it looks like
0: um you know whenever you see pictures of the uh Israel the West Bank Wall, mm. it looks like that, except um like nobody's like caught on one side of it, they're caught on both.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> and then
0: they put up these huge posters to Prince
1: Selma. Welcome, Prince Selma. It's so mental. And like, um, so he's seeing the he's seeing Theresa May today mm-hmm. to talk about customer or guns keys. Yeah, yeah, sure. Can I have some better press, please? Well, we can't really control that. And it's like, oh god, damn it. <laughs> um, and then tomorrow, for how much? He's going for dinner with like um William and Kate. <laughs> That's going to be a great dinner. Like. <laughs> Ah, you believe in the divine right of kings? As to why? <laughs> <laughs> like, what else are he going to talk? Because, like, I'm pretty certain William can't be as to the right as a Saudi prince who used to run the secret police.
0: I'm hoping. You never know. I mean, he could. You know, I haven't seen Harry
1: recently. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, just got him locked up in a hotel. <laughs> but, what, what, do you, what, what do you talk about with a Saudi prince? <laughs> It's like ah, how was the flight? It was fine, except I had to like hit someone who came too close to me. It's like, I had a very the only time I've been to an Arab country was on the way back from Australia, yeah. and it was in the was like Abu Dhabi airport, and I saw um, a guy I don't know whereabouts in the Emirates he was from. He was in like the the white robes with the little hat thing, not with, the hat, but the like, um, scarf, the yeah, the, uh, checkered. It had a bit of the checkered thing, but it's like the little white, the black ring on top of, yeah, yeah, of the white. Yeah, right yeah. 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 Uh, um, and it was in the smoking area, and a cleaner came too close to him, and he kicked him square in the face, and started kicking him, and everyone walked away. What it, the fuck? It was horrible. It was really horrible, and that was my own. Well, my that's my experience of the of the Arab countries is going in there, seeing that you could buy cars and have them arrive at where you were flying to, <laughs> seeing that when I tried to have a fag, and then just wanting to be home, like I've been flying for so long. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, it's, oh. And um, sort of Jeremy Corbyn saying, you know, oh, yeah, perhaps the, um, we shouldn't be teaching Saudis how to triple tap Yemeni yeah, hospitals. It was more like,
0: uh, you know, we're going to hold ministers accountable mm. for uh, their actions in arming war crimes, which, you know, is a thing already, except it doesn't apply to Saudi.
1: No, it doesn't apply to Saudi. Why it, would it never
0: applies to, to people who set buy stuff from us.
1: Yeah, never, ever, ever. (laughs) Um, and I saw like Ian Dale was saying, That's not true. It's not true at all. It's like
0: That was a really common like like, when I I was reading like some of the I was reading some of the Twitter threads on it. And like a lot of like conservatives like, Oh it's very, very libelous. Where's your evidence? It's like they are. Like they have been. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's been well covered. It's been well documented. Yeah. Saudi a, are a, a military ally of the British government. Here's a book.
1: Yeah. About it. Here's some video footage of it. It's, here's yeah. the receipts. Yeah. Here's all the receipts. Here's all the receipts for the farm equipment. All the combine harvester blades. Actually, no, they don't even bother doing that. It's just guns. for yeah, that, that agrarian powerhouse. Yes. Yeah. Well, Saudi even, Arabia. They don't even have to pretend. No. They just say guns and bombs. For what? <laughs> for dealing with Yemen. <laughs> and um, who was it who's, who was going on? Oh, it's um that stupid Labour MP. Uh, Graham Jones. Yeah, who was yeah, going yeah, on about Houthis and the Houthis. It's
0: going on like the nouveau riche Houthis. Yeah. Getting in their, in their strongholds in Yemen. It was something about like... It's ice cream shop. Opening a Baskin Robbins in Sanaa, the capital. And it's like... Uh, ah, yes, the nouveau riche. It's like... They're not momentum. You can't tar them with yeah. the like middle class Oh what we, what those Hoofies need to do, they need to get out their ivory towers. Yeah. yeah? Mainly get out their ivory towers because triple tap airstrikes <laughs> are very effective against them. <laughs> <laughs> I've played six. Ivory is not very I've played Red Alert. Ivory is not very good at withstanding airstrikes. <laughs> um, they need to get out of their ivory towers, yeah. Stop put down the ice cream, yeah, yeah. you lazy, lazy <laughs> Lazy millennial hoofies. Get a proper job. And it's like, ah, yes, everything that Graham Jones knows about Houthis. For instance, their H- Houthism, <laughs> <laughs> like, he literally doesn't know who they are, but no. I, think it's, I think his angle is, BAE are a big employer in his constituency, so they're for Saudis. Like, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's, um,
1: that, that's just... yeah, no, it's like that, um, that Scottish um, MP who's, like, super into nuclear weapons mm. because that's where the Trident thing is based. Yeah, um, but
0: wait it's... a minute. If Britain isn't um, like helping out Saudi in Yemen, then why every time that uh, somebody threatens to like nationalise BAE or close the BAE down, are yeah. we told it's going to lose loads of jobs?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, oh It's just such. A, it's so grotty, and he's a very bad MP. He's a horrible person. He's crazy. Did you see that thing
0: he said to? um um, uh, it was. I think it was about Owen Jones because everything with him in,
1: is about Owen Jones. Oh, he's Jones. super into Owen Jones. He's, he's like, really obsessed. with negative hard.
0: There was something about the Communist Party chose to, uh, I think it was the Communist Party of Great Britain chose to, um, came out and said, oh, we support Labour and Jeremy Corbyn. We'd be they always have. Campaign of him. It's like, they always have. They've always wanted to be in with the Labour Party. But they were tracing some of the um, oh, family lineage of one of, the, one of the deputy leaders or the um, leader. No,
1: no, it's um, Murray. And she's a... Uh, Murray thingy, um... Thingy Murray, who's one of Corbyn's assistants, or he works for Corbyn. Yeah. Who he was kicked? He's a he's a fully he's a communist, Mm. and it's his ex-wife. Ah, um, who's a baroness, or the heir of a a baroness. He's the one who was kicked out of the Labour Party a while ago for campaigning for Class (laughs) Four. Um, but yeah, so he's pretty great. Um, but yeah, it was about his ex-wife, who's like, oh, look at her, a communist who comes from money.
0: (laughs) But what he said was, like, most of the hard left have never done a hard day's work in their life and probably crossed the road to avoid the working class. Give her a full day at the football with White Van Man and his mates. Uh, What football match takes a whole day? uh, There is no day at the football.
1: Which football has White Van Man and his mates, though? Like, which White Van Man can afford to go to the football? (laughs) Which football... What is the football? I don't know What's the thing football. You think in the Premier League? Yeah, but um, oh, it's it's really sketchy. Yeah, but that, he does that fucking oh yeah, you know, with the lads and all that kind of shit. It's like you know that kind of like, um, but he's like imitating it. He's cargo culting it. Mm. They're like oh, a big bag of cans, of, big bag of cans with the lads. Except the cans are sarin gas and the lads are British military advisors and Saudis. <laughs> but yeah, he is a scumbag and yeah. he's got a real thing. He, like he's the stuff about the Iranian hangman and oh, yeah,
0: like you're friends with Iranian hangman and like yeah. really uh, obsessed with uh, Venezuela as well. He's on the um, parliamentary
1: commission into Venezuela. Yeah, I saw someone edit it as um, Wikipedia. Yeah, so <laughs> also, yeah, so, yeah he's, on, he's on the he's on the wrong side of history in Venezuela as well because he's in favour of ethnic cleansing in Venezuela and the supporting of essentially American citizens <laughs> and um, TV stars. But it has a very
0: fine singing
1: voice. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Saudi. Yeah, we... Saudis are here doing their Saudi things. But they're always coming here, um, and they're always given the big red carpet welcome because, of course, they would be because you know they own London. <laughs> yeah, um, it's between them and the Russians at this point. Um, there's a couple of like Malaysian pension funds. No bits but they're no I don't think they're um, anywhere near I think as there's a
0: Chinese holding company that was starting to own most of Limehouse as well there was some kind of big regeneration project to turn it into like um
1: basically Singapore oh, I was about to, you were about to say Macau I was like awesome mm. <laughs> might get some I might wish might get some minor family minor family members of Kim, 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 um, Kim Jong-un turning up to gamble <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be reverse opium war yeah except they're going to bring it all, all in gambling in our gambling dens um but yeah, it's oh, He's going to be here for a couple of days and then they're going to sign a yeah. massive contract. And, and they were saying, like, um, he was saying that after Brexit it will open up more things for trade. And it's like. No, yeah. it's
0: just we won't have any choice. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the, that's the the end game of that kind of thing. It's like. It's weird that. Why? Like, I don't. I want to know who had the decision to, like, have this massive um, advertising campaign because I've seen it come yeah. up on The Guardian as well. Mm. Like, you know, uh, was it 2030 Vision? ...is his big reform campaign. Yeah. Um, you know, only bloodless executions from now on. Yeah. All stranglings. Yeah. Um, but who who made the decision to, like, have this advertising blitz? And who's taken in by it? Yeah, it's so... Other oh, than, I'm you know, just... all of our prominent liberal commentary. Just look at this picture now. It's just... <laughs> it, it's he just he cool. is opening Saudi Arabia to
1: the world. Um, wasn't that the thing that they said about the oil, when, um, the, they originally did with the oil minister and stuff, when they started, when they started trading oil, that they were opening up to the world? I don't know. Um, a while ago, like a, you know, when the first big boom in Saudi Arabia, where the boom happened. Oh, Sarri- um,
0: so that would have been 72 or 74 when yeah. it was in, when, OPEC was kind of finding its finding its muscle yeah. and um, they quadrupled the price of oil overnight and they're like, Ah, now you have to you can't deal with us like a an imperial client state,
1: you have to deal with us like an imperial protectorate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I saw the um there's a bloke from the Sun um criticising Jeremy Corbyn for being annoyed at the needless deaths of mm. civilians. Um, saying, Oh, we'll see how that plays in like in Durham and Catterick and places like that and it's like why is it always the North that are supposedly racist and couldn't give less of a shit about people dying? Because I'm pretty certain... Like, someone had a really good tweet about, you know, the one thing that they really care about in, like, Catterick mm. is anyone besmirching the noble house of sound. <laughs> it's, they'll, they'll go to war over it. They will literally fight you in any of their multiple darts, clubs, I imagine, in Catterick. <laughs> My understanding of Catterick is based on the... Um, Vic and Bob
0: I do love how you've managed to be both very open-minded and non-prejudicial about the north and then also very prejudicial in the same
1: sentence. my experience of the north is driving through it to go to Scotland I'm that guy <laughs> I'm literally that person and all I saw was a load of um, a load of adult shops on the A1 or the M1 the M1 M1 sounds right yeah, there's a load of them, like a whole bunch. No, it's an A1, it's an A road. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. There's like so many. It's really, really unsettling.
0: <laughs> no, no, Hugh, don't. Our listeners think that we're kind of work, like, you know, like working class everymen, not like croissant munching elitists. <laughs> Can't eat croissant It's this butter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's perfect. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this week. Um, we want to start on something that we were talk We've been talking about over the last couple of days. Um, yeah, Paul Mason's article.
1: Yeah, so World War Paul. Uh, um, World War Paul. Yep. Yeah. Who is now adding to his name and is now legitimate concerns? Paul. Yep. Um, he has some legitimate concerns. Yep. Well, he thinks that the like the the. That the Labour Party needs to have some opinions on immigration and some controls. His his
0: article um, was published after the Italian election this week, in which I um, thought Five Star Movement did yeah. did reasonably well. No one no one won because it's Italy. No one wins an election in Italy. No. Well, the main um, thing I got
1: from it is that Berlusconi. My God, that man looks like a character from um, what are those kids? Probably? He looks like he's made of plastic now. Yeah, he really am- does. He's amazing. It's amazing what he's done. Yeah, like, it's amazing
0: what billions and billions of Euros of surgery and image image management can do to make you look the most Italian possible.
1: <laughs> well, actually, I don't think he looks Italian. He looks like a robot. He's got he's gone from being, looking like a human to setting off my Uncanny Valley alarm. <laughs> That's right, lads. We're not just anti-localist. We're also racist. <laughs> I can't be racist against Balscody. <laughs> Otherwise, like all of the British press is racist, and no one would ever say that the British press is racist. <laughs>
0: So World War Paul's article this week um, was after the Italian election. He said, well, having seen what happened in Germany, Mm. what happened in Italy, and what's happening across Europe with centre-left parties, Labour needs to take a good long look in the mirror Mm. uh, uh, and look at what they can do to sop uh, anti-immigrant feeling in Britain. Um, just do a quote from it uh, gone are the days when the European left can hope to gain from forming alliances around the political center but quelling the rise of authoritarian populism I don't know why he why people do that why they don't just say like outright fascism because yes. it is it yes. is a severe fascist strain
1: well I think he's saying it because also with his positioning on the left he's afraid of the rest of the left yeah it's a a, a weird one.
0: What he says is, I don't think any alternative left migration policy stands a chance of convincing hardline racists. But combined with an alternative economic policy, it would have the chance to change the conversation to de the migration issue. It should focus on providing routes to citizenship for people already here, routes to inward mi- routes to inward migration for people who want to come, and, yes... Limits on those who don't meet the criteria for coming. It should be combined with massive fiscal stimulus to avoid inward migration, placing a strain on services, and massive capacity building in countries where poverty and lawlessness are forcing people to migrate.
1: So, he wants an Australian <laughs> style point system. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God, it's so fucking grotty. Okay. The difference between an economic migrant mm-hmm. and a refugee mm-hmm. is... In general, the economic migrants that are coming here—not from the ones from the um, EU—different because we didn't colonize Bulgaria, Mm -hmm. but the ones from in general countries that we colonized, Mm. there is no difference really. They are coming here because of the horrible life conditions that we set up.
0: If anything, they're they're, um, refugee. If anything, they're fleeing from the kind of economic violence. That underpins our world system, which is exactly. grotesquely unequal and grotesquely oppressive to the global south.
1: Hmm. So when they turn up at the at Calais yeah. and they haven't got the GCSE grade B in maths, mm. to turn them away is wrong. It's wrong. It's disgusting. And the path to citizenship is given passports. Yeah. The path is here is the passport office. Go to the passport office and get your passport. there's the, like, what's the worst? What's what's going to happen? Mm. Nothing's going to happen. But also, what the fuck is he doing? What's he doing? I is think... he trying to win over progress voters? Yeah, this is like I think there's there's two there's two
0: elements to it, right? There's mm. the moral element, which um, he hedges his bets on it. Mm. But obviously, you can see where, the, like, you can pinpoint the exact point where his um, socialism breaks in two if you slow down the tape a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, he says, yes, limits on immigration, mm. right? Uh, criteria, for, uh, limits on immigration for people who don't meet the criteria. Yeah. And it's like, there, there we are. Yeah. You've just laid your your bedrock mm. on this society right now, and you winning what argument you want on the criteria for people who aren't allowed to come, and if they do come, they're illegal, mm. Right. I understand the. I understand the the like the, the impulse because like liberal liberals generally, and I include like the. This is one of those times where I will include the left, in that are f- rightly fucking terrified of a huge anti-immigrant backlash, hmm. right? Um, and he's there. There are a lot of different responses to it. The and response the response is to throw someone onto the bonfire. Yeah, the response and like there was a lot of people on Twitter who were kind of saying you know he's openly racist and I. I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't go that far myself, because there's plenty of other people kind of saying the same things with openly, like the David Goodhart's of this world, mm. like the Somewhere and Nowhere mm. guy, yeah, um, and the Blue Labour people, yeah. who like have that like Volkish, mm. like folk racism kind of thing of the legitimate concernsism. Billy Bragg, of Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. And so like I, I almost understand the idea that he's been around a long time, and liberals are terrified of appearing un, unmasculine or un unproactive hmm. when it comes to things that they don't fully understand and that they don't agree with in hmm. the people they're supposed to be representing, right? So they don't like the anti-immigrant feeling from uh, working class people, but the things that he's proposing. Are literally the things that every government has been doing Mm. since 1992, Mm. probably earlier. Mm. Like, it's. I don't. On an electoral level, as a separate, like, you've got the moral level and you've got the electoral level. Like, he's just gone on about how Italy and Germany's uh, Social Democrat parties have been unable to compete with a more violent, virulent anti immigrant rhetoric. Mm. And they haven't been able to deal with this because they haven't been. The implication is that they haven't been willing to do the same, mm. to compete with them. Mm. And his idea is, well, what if we compete with them, but in a humane way? And it's like, who... Uh, what lessons didn't you learn <laughs> from the last fucking election?
1: Yeah. Right? I just... about the idea of Nazis can't kill any of our Jews if we've already killed them.
0: Mm. The old Polish problem. <laughs> we need to get in before and have our racist... We need to have Jarls Wood in the hands yeah. of women, POCs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. You know what um, I mean? Like... Yeah, Yarlswood run by POCs with a uh, GCSE of maths. Mm. Um, but it's, that's the thing. What he's advocating for mm. is for the... If, when Corbyn comes to power, mm. for places like Yarlswood to stay open. Yeah. And that
0: is not... If not Yarlswood, then somewhere like
1: yeah. Yarlswood. Then that's not a safe place to build your house. Yeah. And also for an old trot he's getting awfully, you know, left out f- the borders.
0: Like he's trying to be pragmatic but like his idea is that uh, it, like timing's important here mm. as well. So his presumably everything out of his mouth is somewhat in support of the Corbin project. I yeah. think that's a reasonable thing. In general he is he having, a
1: journalist because he's uh, yeah, how much he supports. Having
0: Corbin. been published in Novara, you expect that all, like every utterance out of Novara is going to be in some way engaging with the Corbyn project and working out where it's going to go, what it's going to do. In general, yeah. And so there's a timing issue here. So his idea is people, people's racism, people's abstract racism mm. is unacceptable and cannot be tolerated in any walk of life. But mm. if they're racist because they've actively experienced standing in a queue <laughs> because of an immigrant, that's a legitimate concern and that has to be dealt with. Yeah. And so the idea is he'll... Do the Corbyn thing of nationalisation, easing like neoliberalism's kind of pressure mm. on people's lives, and at the same time have the kind of restrictive immigration policy, right? But what about Britain over the last thirty years leads him to believe that he can do it nicer or yeah. he can do it better yeah. and get people to be stop stop being anti-immigrant. It's not a it's not a like fixed thing. It's not a, an inherent quality yeah. of the working class in this country no. to be anti-immigrant. No, not. At it's all. a long-standing pressure among capitalist um, among uh, work, the working class in the capitalist world. Mm. It definitely is, but it can't but it's not an innate thing. Like the goal, the long-term goal is for people to not be like that, mm. to eliminate and and like vaccinate that kind
1: of like rhetoric. Yeah. It's um oh it's he's doing the thing and um I saw like don't want to go into them too much yet because we'll be going into them at a later date. But with Navarro and like Bastano mm. Bastani. Stop calling him Bastano. <laughs> yeah. Um Bastani Basto. Um Doctor Basto. De- yeah. Defending him. Doctor yeah. Swollenstein Basto. Um <laughs> defending this article. Yeah. And um using Blair rhetoric of like, you know, can't put the ethical before the political, that kind of crap. Yeah. And they're all I think as I've noticed it it's a little bit in like the like the more prominent Corbyn supporting alternative media things, like Navarra. Mm. Um and there's a couple of like pe- like hangers on like Paul Mason and people like that mm. that because they were vindicated at the election, they seem to think they're they're like Giving policy now. There's a certain... That they're, in, that they're literally in the higher echelons of the party to do policy. So instead of being what their job is, which is to essentially shoot for the shoot for the stars mm. and say, like, well, actually, the goal is no borders. Yeah. And the goal is no fucking police. Yeah. Um, it's because, a long-term
0: goal, but yeah.
1: that, that is what you're going for, yeah. isn't it? You, you say that. You don't say, well, actually, we'll need some police and we'll need a hell of a lot of border guards. What
0: really fucking pissed me off is, as a as an old trot, Mm. Um, Paul Mason's a hegemony guy Mm. he's like ah yes what you need to do is you need to change people's common sense Mm. and like he published an article like last year about ah what Corbyn has done is he's changed the common sense around Mm. nationalisation he's Mm. changed the common sense around public services and it's like he got to immigration and said actually this is a fight we can't win yeah and I I do not understand the 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 ideology about that I don't understand where he
1: where why he stops there like, maybe he got food poisoning from a sausage from a Polishy <laughs> slapp. <slice. laughs> like, and he ate one of the mouldy sausages. Oh, All those things are so nice. Yeah,
0: I don't I, like. I don't want there to be like go home immigration vans of the left. Yes. Like there no. doesn't there doesn't need to be that. There are a thousand other ways of tackling that thing that have been gone into by immigration activists for mm. decades. That he yeah. could consult with and uh, like form a, an actually humane, long lasting policy towards immigration. Yeah. That wouldn't involve this like hard on for enforcement, mm. you know, of getting tough and like the implicit thing. He even says it in the in the article. It's like what the left have to do uh. is to construct an offer, and what he means is construct Dear. an offer to white people.
1: Yeah,
0: because there's no there's no getting away from it. The immigration the immigration like discourse oh, just, is entirely predicated on race.
1: It's that um. It's the it's the drill tweet of the turning the dial on the thing marked racism, mm. looking over my shoulder. It's what does he actually think that the nine gammon men? Yeah, how racist do you have to be for them to vote Corbyn? Yeah, because it's pretty racist.
0: No, but he he is doing the authentic thing again. He's yeah. go, he's falling into the authentic crap trap yeah. of saying, "Oh no, the gammons they're they're unretrievable." That's why he puts in that line about this will not appeal to hardline racists yeah. because he's he's saying, oh no, those people you're all making fun of, you won't be able to peel them off. But, there are actually They're real kids. people, no, no, not even that. Oh, yeah. there are actually real people who aren't on question They're time. They are legitimate concerns. They're actually the, the quiet ones, the quiet, the silent majority, to quote Nixon. And, again, all of this is, is subtext, and it's implicit in mm-hmm. what he says, but, how does he not, how does he not realise, like, the larger, argument in this, which is about, kind of the role of whiteness, the status of of whiteness as a, like a, a construct mm. in British society and not get that by giving document, like by making documentation, like the, the, um, the deciding factor that is a, that is a racist thing. Like mm. immigrants are not like outside the working class. Mm. They come over and they are part of the working class located in this particular country, yeah. in this particular area. Mm. And if you start, like, because I imagine most of his measures would require extensive bureaucracy and documentation, and there's a, a specific link between anti-immigrant re- rhetoric and out-and-out, and out, like, racism and, and, like, scary brown people. Yeah. And, like, my partner's second-generation um, Indian, born mm. in Leicester, and the kind of questions she gets asked in, like, her day-to-day kind of thing, like, racist microaggressions, things yeah. like that... Um. The difference between her and a recently arrived immigrant, in the minds of some, in the mind of somebody, oh, who, um, yeah, who holds the views that he's trying to like salve, he's mm. trying to remedy, like they're nothing, mm. and that's the whole point of this, like th- this whole thing. That's the whole that's the whole reason why you need a radical solution to it because mm. it leads to the other. When um, everyone came over on uh, Windrush and uh, Ugandan Asians came over in the in the sixties and seventies, mm. like. Was the fight against racism won by like appealing to people's fears about no. about racism? Mm. It's like, what's the f- what's the difference? Why is it different now mm. as opposed to dealing with racism against like West Indians yeah. or um, Asians? Mm.
1: I don't. I don't. No, he's 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 a bad person. He's a bad person. I think he is actually a racist. Um, I don't think he's as racist as some people. But there's a lot there's a lot wrong with with um I suppose it's it, Paul then. Yeah. Um, there's a um there's a lot wrong with Paul because he's got this he's like I didn't think he had the immigrant thing mm. as a thing that he wanted to yeah. fight for. Um but you know, the nuclear weapon thing as well. Yeah like, Well, so other I don't than know I don't know where that came from. He's a bassadist. <laughs> I wish. I think he is. Deep down in his core. I'm pretty certain the, um, the Trot sect he was a part of had, like, Posada's leanings. mm hmm I'm we'll going to look it up. Have a look.
0: But if the goal is to kind of challenge challenge the logic of the system as it exists, mm. which is the best kind of Corbynism you can ask for yeah. in this present circumstance, yep. they're not storming barricades, they're not, like, setting up revolutionary tribunals. Well, not yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um...
1: Oh there's some people I want to they are, I want to make people broken <laughs> glass.
0: They are they're they're chal- like in a very like weirdly abstract way, like they're challenging logic.
1: Yeah.
0: They're challenging the logic of a neoliberal system that is like slowly fucking killing us all. And you can't stop with immigration because it's a it's a basic it's a basic like humanistic uh, like area. I, yeah. And the idea that it's it. That whole kind of area where they're get where like that kind of set are getting a bit more um, establishmenty, mm. because you can hear because this is what we need to do when we get into power. This is what we need to do to people, not this is what we need to do with people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the desirable goal with Labour is to have a party that's not just like the arm's length ruler. Like they're not a an option. They're not the best option. Like a. You would like do compare the market with gas companies or something mm. you know they're not just the best of a load of options, which is what he's positing here It's yeah. like we need to make the best offer possible to peel off those those voters now yeah. that's an us and them formation of a new political elite kind of question and kind yeah. of stance to take mm. um the point of having a mass party and a mass membership is that in each community you have a labor member so yeah. if you're you know your granddad does have those anti-immigrant views? You, as his grandson, who he loves, you can talk to him about it. Mm. And the closer you are, like, because all the, the most of the anti-immigrant people, the very the most violent ones, have no contact with immigration at oh, no. all, at all, and they're scared of it. Yeah. They fear it because they don't know what it is. Yeah. But the point of having a mass party is that you get people into every community so that 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 reality, mm. that like. Um, that reality is is closer to closer to home for everybody. They can experience it directly.
1: Yeah, you know. Um, I just looked it up. It's workers' power is the one that he was. Workers' power. Hmm. Yeah, um, they don't seem to have any Posadas links. I've just made that up in my head. Um, <laughs> but we're going to say that. Yeah, he has Posada's links. Well, War Posad. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna say that because, you know, he's he's a trot who likes nuclear weapons. And in my head, a trot who likes nuclear weapons believes in aliens. Um, <laughs> um But yeah, it's it's doing the wrong thing. It's triangulating. It's
0: It is. It's a it's a new Labour triangulation. It's, it's not, exactly the same thing. There I were don't. even some that I was reading someone on uh, from who writes for Navarra on um on Twitter, and they were saying, Yeah, this is just the centre left uh, immigration platform as it has existed since 1997. Yeah. What's, um, what What are you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you're not going to be racist enough for the racist. Yeah. And you're just going to fuel anti immigrant racism.
0: And when Corbyn gets out of, supposing Corbyn does go into power, when mm. Corbyn comes out of power, if you've overlaid this, if you have succeeded in all your public services, you know, you've got a good, uh, ha- much happier populace with public services they can rely on in their locality, mm. and you've still got these things. You- you're just leaving it open for a more far right government to come in, and I would and not be
1: happy with do the uh, same things. Revitalised, fully funded NHS that you have to have an ID card to use. Yeah, that's that. That's not, and that's the, that's the kind of thing that it's a don't. Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone, you fucking asshole. What? Who asked you to write this article either, you fucking bellend? <laughs> but yeah, that's Paul Mason. Yeah. Paul Mason so um, adding some dodgy views on immigration to his love of nuclear weapons, putting him closer to his position on the Wall of Gavin. <laughs> but yeah, and then the, f- the other thing that we want to talk about this week is yeah. this week is the 30th anniversary of the birth of Something Beautiful. <gasps> when the... Intellectual descendants of the Whigs and the snakes and lizards of the SDP <laughs> got together and birthed the Liberal Democrats.
0: It was a beautiful day, I remember it well. <laughs> I was there in the hospital, <laughs> waiting
1: so there in the hospital as they while it was
0: getting closed down because Margaret Thatcher had marched <laughs> to another term unopposed. But you know,
1: as you know, it's like it was a birthing part of the hospital right in the middle, yeah. directly in the middle. Radically in the middle, so it's like yeah. like fifteen feet above the ground. Well,
0: it's <laughs> me on my skateboard. Radical liberal. <laughs> yeah, the liberal Democrats came screaming into the world on the skateboard. Well, they weren't radical liberals then, though. Were no, they they, they
1: were disaffected. They were disaffected labour. Let's face um, it. Um, they were well, disaffected SDP and the Liberal Party. Which what was the Liberal Party? The Liberal Party used to be the kind
0: of opposite. It was the Liberal Opposition mm. in the uh, Victorian period up until about um, the post for First World War. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and they had cut, they had been a f- something of a force probably analogous to the lib Dems in 2010 hmm. maybe um but they had never re- they they were a declined and they were an old party as well hmm. lots of old men kind of it was that like individual liberty as opposed
1: to how radically young they are now with Vince Kate Well I,
0: what, I mean the lib De- <laughs> to give the lib Dems now their due yeah right and I uh, won't. Are. And I. And don't worry, I won't be for a lot of our discussion.
1: <laughs> they are also full of a bunch of naive babies. Yes, you're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have a large. They have a largish party. They have about hundred thousand members, so
1: is that um, more than which the is
0: more than the Tories. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Tories say they have about hundred and one thousand, <laughs> 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 but um, recent estimates have put it closer to about seventy thousand.
1: Yeah, but the Tories is about about a bad class of <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wanted to, I found such a good joke. I mean, this sounds like an old joke that I've just not heard before, Mm. but um, a Tory and a Lib Dem standing on the edge of a cliff, who do you push off first? Who? The Tories, obviously, because business before pleasure.
1: Bottom Me! um, Um, Yeah, the thing that I I didn't even realise it was the 30th anniversary, because why would I? Why would anyone? Why would even the Lib Dems notice? Um, I did notice that Joe Swinson was backing calls for a statue of Margaret Thatcher, which you've got to remember is the second statue of Margaret Thatcher because there was one that got beheaded. Yep. Um, Isn't there one inside Parliament? I'm pretty that, sure there's there one inside Parliament as in well. A, in a cupboard.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think there is yeah, just one not, in the the Grand Speaker's Hall or whatever because they've all got like capitalised names for yeah, each area. It's in all in like there. Harry Potter. Oh, I can't wait until 2022 and that place is pulled down. <laughs> it's going to be oh, pulled down. Though, is it? it's it's
1: gonna pulled down. Pull it all down. There. Look, rebuild it. It looks like a Westfield. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> four Steel years glass. is a long,
0: four years is a long time. I reckon Corbyn gets in, we push the Overton window <laughs> over to demolish the Houses of Parliament.
1: Just build a new, nice new brutalist one, yeah. a beautiful one. Make it look kind of like South Bank.
0: Make it look like the Hall of Justice from Judge Dredd.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. but, um, um, anyway, yeah, yeah. so I saw yeah, Joe you know, she wants a statue to Margaret Thatcher because Margaret Thatcher was the original Yas queen. Um, it's that kind of bullshit. Um, a lot except lovely. for saying no a lot. Yeah, um, and she did say that criticism of it and opposition to it is is quite sexist and misogynistic, and it's it's not. <laughs> it's really not. In I... the same way that I'd like to tear down every single statue of Churchill, <laughs> every king statue. Yeah, actually, pretty much every statue in London. Um, is there a good stat? Is there a statue of some? There's-, there's a statue of Gandhi. That's okay, I guess. There's a statue of Atlee, which is still which is still not visible because it's been. I think it, it might be visible now, but I know it was boarded up for a long time. Yeah. Um, because it was, I don't know, damaged. <laughs> but it was just boarded up for a very long time.
0: Um, well, you see, with the political divide, th- politics is so polarized. <laughs> you see that uh, the Churchill statue gets uh, defaced and the Thatcher statue gets defaced, and naturally, everybody was throwing stuff at the Atlee. That no. No, they weren't, were they? No, they weren't No. <laughs> Almost as if there's kind of gen- generally a popular kind of support for the kind of politician Attlee was. And or the measures that he enacted. Let's not get people- into it. Let's not
1: get into Atlee's legacy, but like <laughs> And the people that that um hated Attlee from Malaya of all been genocided. <laughs> yeah, let's face <laughs> it. Plane tickets are expensive. there yeah, they are. Um But yeah, there's there isn't a good statue in London, really, apart from those mm. you said Gandhi. Is there Gandhi one?
0: Yeah, I think there's a Gandhi
1: one. Is there? Yeah. I can't remember. Hmm. Um, I like that big blue cock for a while. Who? Right.
0: <laughs> Liberals have the ideological, supposedly, the Lib Dems, yeah. right? They are supposed to have the ideological flexibility to appear anywhere, right? Hmm. They can be on the centre-right. They can be on the centre-left. That's every every, the, every conference that they ever have hmm. is about how there's a massive swell of sensible people out there hmm. who are just waiting to vote Lib Dem, right? Mm. That's the lie that they... Everybody tells lies to themselves when they're talking in political terms. Um, Socialists do, Conservatives do, Liberals do, I'm sure. Um, But that's the lie they tell themselves. They can occupy any area of the ground. When Joe Swinson asks for a a, a second Margaret Thatcher statue (laughs) because it's feminist,
1: who is she appealing to? Um louise metch so she doesn't live here anymore, but she might come back on earth <laughs> no, she is way out there. she's gone completely yeah.
0: socially and economically conservative
1: feminists well you know you've seen um, there's there's enough um gay Tories that think Thatcher was great <laughs> they're ones they're ones too young to remember section twenty eight
0: yeah, but they're also they are Tories because I mean to be fair most of the gay Tories that seem to have been kind of front bench ministers certainly mm. i basically all I can think of is Alan Duncan. Mm. Um would probably be as like at home in the Lib Dems as they would be in the Tories if the yeah. if the positions were reversed yeah. and the the Lib Dems were in the position the Tories have of like consistent government or opposition. I could see an Alan Duncan in there. Mm. I could probably not see a Liz Kendall in there, which is mm. slightly worrying. But like, you could see there's plenty of Liberal Tories who stick with the Tories because they're the winning party. They're the success party. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: There's, um... but it's, yeah there's... there's nothing about Margaret Thatcher that you'd think meshes with the Liberal Democrats, except for the fact that the Orange Book goes further than she ever did. Mm. Because the orange book with it's things like, um, privatising prisons, I'm pretty sure. The orange book, which is the book that, like, a load of high-ranking Lib Dems wrote. And then they ran an election saying that they were going to, you know, get rid of tuition fees. And a bunch of idiots believed them. And then they went into coalition with the Tories and just did what the book that they wrote said that they were going (laughs) to do. And everyone was like, oh my god, I can't believe they did the thing they said they were going to (laughs) do. Um, yeah, to be fair it's harder liberals because they lie so much which one are you going to believe <laughs> Um.
0: yeah I mean they've always been a. they've always been really like in their most potent form they were the protest vote against New Labour Yeah. they were to the they can position themselves because they're not they don't really position themselves around the Conservatives because Conservatives are going to Conservative Yeah. they have a, a kind of fixed hmm. um uh electorate, like a constituency yeah. in the country and they represent that class yeah. and that's what they do. Yeah. But the Lib Dems have kind of a who are Lib Dem voters, Because like, well, they they're kind of like to, like what you would think would be Tory seats that just aren't Tory. Um so the, rural, um middle
1: class quite a lot in Somerset, um there was quite a lot of my mum's Somerset family Lib Dems. Mm-hmm. Um they're people who I would describe as Incredibly conservative economically, um, but not having any problem with gay people yeah. or foreigners, and that's literally that was that's their thing. But the thing is with the Lib Dems, as you can see, like they were terrible when like when they first mm. founded, they were shit. No one voted for them. Yeah, um, their vote went up mm. when. The Tories collapsed, and Tony Blair got in. It went up quite a bit then,
0: because they were the only people who were kind. Of, they they could kind of position themselves as yeah. to the left of Labour.
1: Did, um, well, no, when, when Tony Blair got in, I think a lot of them was um, there. Were still some Tories who just couldn't bring themselves to vote for Labour. Yeah, sure. Um, but then they just collapsed since then. Like they didn't. They They didn't get more seats on the clegg. No, they uh, they had the collapse in
0: 2015 where they were down to like six seats. And then yeah, I but even 2010 like they didn't get that many. Um, well, they got fifty odd, did they? Yeah, I think it was fifty. It was fifty four, yeah. and then under after the coalition, they collapsed down to about six, yes. and then they're back up to about eleven. Yeah,
1: yeah, the 2010 election that was the one that it was like literally days after the election I moved to Australia, wasn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: That was a radicalizing experience to be trapped <laughs> on the other side of the world, watching a bunch of Tories literally just go for and tear the country apart. And
0: this is what they do when you know they're in a colonial setting.
1: <laughs> it was fucking horrible watch, watching the um, yeah, just what like waking up in the morning, what looking on the news and what what's going on in Britain today, mm. and then looking at um, and looking at the politics in Australia, which their conservative party, the Liberal Nationalists, and going like, why didn't anyone see this coming? <laughs> Libs are always gonna do that shit.
0: because yeah, like there was this there was this um, exchange with um Tim Farron obviously talking about the thirty years um like thirty years of the Lib Dems. Hmm. Um and his big thing at the minute it seems to be this um this idea of the progressive alliance again.
1: What when Tony So's so, gonna to ally with who's gonna have so, an alliance with the Lib Dems. Nobody.
0: Because <laughs> they have nothing to offer and they'll betray you. Yes. Um, so, when Tony Blair was kind of remaking Labour, he had the idea that the Tories would be unbeatable in 97.
1: Yeah, And so, so
0: appara- apparently, on the election night, he was still um, talking about how well, the li- like talking up the Lib Dems, how mm. well they'd done.
1: Mm.
0: Once he got the landslide, obviously, he didn't need them mm. and um, shoved them aside. But that every now and again, when they're not doing well, they bring it up. Mm. But when they think they are doing well, like in 2015, When uh, with Labour under Miliband Hmm. Vince Cable was talking oh we're going to take a lot of seats from from Labour MPs we really are it's like no no no, you're not (laughs)
1: no not at all
0: Um, they don't serve the same like here's the thing right Marx said um, philosophers have interpreted the world have only interpreted the world the point is to change it
1: Hmm.
0: conservatives interpret the world and they don't want to change it Hmm. socialists interpret the world and do want to change it. Liberals supposedly do want to change the world, but have no ability to interpret it. Mm. They rail against Labour and Conservative like somehow it's unfair, mm. like it's like life is unfair that you should have these two big bully-boy parties who have natural constituencies and, in fact, do a lot better in their own right yeah. when they have a specific um, class that yeah. they appeal to. The Tories have an ageing business demographic that's slowly leaving them because of Brexit. Labour have a newly empowered, like, uh, service economy working class mm. made up of young people, meaning people under the age of 54, mm-hmm. um, who they are appealing to. And the Lib Dems have... Because um, they don't even get
1: the FUP piece.
0: No, no, that's the thing. Their, like, big, their big thing was having, like, well, with Brexit, we can count on f- uh, 48% of the population... And uh, it's like, well, not only is that not a big issue,
1: yeah.
0: not only can you not automatically command it because you have nothing else, yeah. thirdly, it's not your policy to reverse Brexit. <laughs> this is something that's, that, that people like, kind of yeah. gloss over when they're talking about like a th- like the, mm. the, the third party. Mm. Their policy is, I think, to push, not even to insist upon, but to push for a referendum on the final deal. It's not, it is their policy to honour the referendum. <laughs> They're not a Remain party, as if, <laughs> as if, you know, yeah.
1: It's like I'm increasingly,
0: before. I increasingly look, I increasingly don't care, <laughs> but I am increasingly coming around to the idea that the consequences of ignoring what happened mm. and not analysing it properly and not taking the appropriate measures mm. to remedy what was the root cause of Brexit, which mm. was uh, eight years of uh, conservative like uh, austerity, hmm. not doing that would be the tragedy. Hmm. And uh, if you ignored it, I think it's a real bad, it would be a really bad sign to an see... already kind of depoliticised and yeah. pissed off electorate. Do you I know what I mean? could see
1: violence. Um, yeah. And the one bonus of, the, of said violence would be um, elderly Ukippers ending up firing old, decrepit, grandfathers Enfield rifles that misfire and blow off their hands. That would literally be the only good thing about it. Um,
0: no, but I mean I can even see the not crazy Brexiters going, oh well it doesn't matter, does it? Mm. And just like switching off. Like even people who are yeah. just like, oh I just, I voted Brexit because goddamn, my town mm. look at the fucking state of it. Mm. I could see them either switching off completely or very much losing faith in that political process, do you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Then vote, vote for the British AFD
0: hmm.
1: um, yeah there's, they have nothing to offer which we've you know we've been over that before they,
0: they supposedly have like the broader like I was saying earlier they supposedly have the most room for manoeuvre hmm. in any of any political party because they don't they don't have anyone to impress because they have no natural constituency. They have no ties to unions and working people. They have no ties to business.
1: They're the cop who's lost his badge and he's got nothing left to lose, so you've got to fear him. (laughs) Yeah. He could do anything. They are the... Look at Vince Cable's hat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They are... They're the none of the above party.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, And they don't like being referred to as that, but they are that.
0: Yeah. You're like, can you not stand Labour or the Conservatives? uh well kind of well mm. vote for us then it's like what do you offer doesn't matter i'm not one of them yeah and the stuff that but like given this ideological flexibility the stuff they come out with is so fucking desperately gray
1: banal pedestrian mm. and insufficient well, the thing is even the none of the above thing mm. they're not going to get that vote again because yeah going into coalition proved that they are not none of the above they yeah. none of the above up until a point. Mm. And that point is a sniff of power. And hearing people like, was it last week, um, George Osborne was like, we're two years late, but we've hit the uh, the deficit target. Yeah. And uh, David Cameron said like, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And 120,000 deaths related to austerity. Yeah. And then you have dickhead liberals on, like, like James O'Brien or other dickhead liberals talking about sensible Vince Cable and it's like what did the fucker do when he had a sniff of power 120,000 yeah. austerity deaths yeah. that's what the man did and it's like it's not even about tuition fees mm. like tuition fees that's a big it's a issue. good
0: it's a good totem issue to represent all of the other heinous mm. shit that they did they killed so
1: many people yeah. the sheer amount of homelessness the mm. massive increase in homelessness the, last, the couple of don't talk about the weather but the fucking snow. <laughs> though, v- virtually every death could be literally put at the feet of the Lib Dems and the Tories. Hmm. And, and their, their argument,
0: that fucking argument about, oh, well, you know, if we hadn't, uh, if we hadn't been in coalition with them. The, which was the argument that mm. Tim Farron was making yeah. on Twitter, and saying, "Well, if we hadn't gone into thing, we we softened the edges. We, uh, yeah, because 2010 to 2015 was a fucking golden era for liberal politics. Yeah, go home, vans, yeah. and cut EMAs and cut everything, and deaths and uh, what's the job centre company? Um, Atos. Atos. Yeah. Uh, thing. Like gay marriage. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's literally it. It's like, but." it speaks it speaks to like their historical role right mm. because if anything liberal parties in europe when they naturally they were they were dead after the second world war yeah. they were just dead um, if they survived as political entities it's because they either went to the left and became pr- and absorbed into social democratic parties that used to be socialist parties mm. or they became the party of business mm. ie they became labor or the conservatives Mm. Um, but in many ways because they went with the SDP mm. had they just been the Liberals there might have been a comeback Liberals have a discreet political ideology yeah. no matter how like bankrupt and out of date mm. they have a discrete political ideology but because of the SDP they can't do anything they, they have no they can't become the party of business because they have the SDP who are insistent on certain individual individual yeah. rights And they can't appeal to the left because the Liberals insist that we can't expand any collective rights. That's the whole thing with the Lib Dems. Every one of their policies, even if it sounds good, is an individual right. Mm. When they talk about... um, There was something in their last manifesto when they talked about trade unions. Mm. Their trade union policy was they would strengthen trade union members... Not strengthen the trade union, mm. not strengthen the movement, or it's it, you know saying our oh, trade union is an important part of like Shatter industry the or whatever. Shut
1: all let a thousand single unions bloom. Yeah,
0: it was to it was to strengthen union members, yeah. strengthen individual people.
1: But last time they were in power, they made it cost money to go to take a, to a tribunal.
0: Yes, directly Vince Cable's policy, by the way. Yeah, directly his thing. And they talk every time about oh, here we go. Here's the here's the big comeback.
1: Yeah, uh, it's uh, um, Vince Cable gets to be on the telly a lot, and he gets to be on the radio a lot. Yeah. Um and it's still that thing that really drives me on a fucking bend of him because he's the man that predicted the financial crash. Mm. He wasn't the only man to predict the financial crash. There's no, a lot of people saying it was coming. There's a whole bunch of fucking Marxists who are saying yes. it was coming. <laughs> to be fair, they say it's coming all the time. They're like Jehovah's Witnesses, and mm. the end of the world is coming. But they were right. Um but what did he do about yeah. it? Was it like he's supposedly a Keynesian. Like I'm sure he said he used to say he was before he went into coalition.
0: Yeah, he did. He it, it was in the um immediate aftermath of the thing when uh, Keynesianism came back and you'd you'd find Keynesians in uh, in the Times and the F T yeah. and things like that and then it all kind of then it eased, it eased and went away and then it's like, Well, we've got all this debt. I just I've oh, got all these debts around me. I just don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> look at those look at those flats and those fucking scroungers, I've got to fucking kill the wall. Yeah.
0: Like every Every political party has its kind of, its ghosts, mm. its things that it's haunted by. Labour is haunted by the fact that it's never been sure whether it's the Socialist Party mm. or whether it's the Liberal Party. It's also yeah. another reason why the Lib Dems don't get ahead, because Labour has always, has, well, has for at least the last 20 years been the party of the progressive middle classes.
1: Yeah. It has. Yeah. There's
0: no doubt about that, and there's no room for a Liberal Democrat no. in that. Um Labour's haunted by that relationship. Tories are uh, are haunted by, like, this vision of when Britain was much more potent, when it was an imperial power. Liberals seem to be haunted by the notion that they have to do politics. Mm. (laughs) They're haunted by the fact that they exist in a class system that they refuse to see. Mm. It's there. It's all fucking there. And the Tories know it. Mm. The Lib Dems don't. They cannot see it, and so they have all this we need to stop fighting, all this, all this tribalism. It's like, motherfucker, what do you think class society is? What do you think politics is?
1: That's the um, the other thing that, like, um, Joe Swinton and the rest of the liberals yeah. are talking about that um, people were politicizing a statue of Margaret Thatcher um, in Westminster. Yeah, the notion. First off, the notion that a statue can ever be not political, hmm. because it's a. <laughs> statue you don't have to go
0: far into like you know the whole like all art is political the mm. personal is political all mm. that kind of you don't have to go deep into theory to realise that putting a statue of a controversial politician in the heart of power <laughs> <laughs> made of solid <sonic laughs> gold <made> that <laughs>
1: rotates the face of the sun no made of coal <laughs> coal from the last mine coal that's glazed oh, so it's useless and blackface <laughs>
0: be great, I'd be, I'd oh, be... I see. You've perked up now. I've told you that the <laughs> thacha statue, that Statue's going to be doing minstrelsy, well to honour her memory of dated racism <laughs> She um, must have said something about the, the black and white minstrel show because that was on. That was still must... on when she was in oh, power. She
1: must have been. In, she must have been like. In oh, favour.
0: it's such a shame that this old vaunted tradition that's lasted, you know, been on for literally yeah, she, since sixty eight or something. She so,
1: must have been in favour of it. Yeah. She must have. I don't think that's a real stretch to assume that Margaret Thatcher was a fucking racist. But um, yeah, um, the notion that it's not political yeah. is stupid. And the notion that a political party can suggest something and then get uh, get annoyed with people arguing with it and say how dare you play politics with my actions as the deputy leader of a political party. And not
0: even not just that annoyed at political people. Yeah. In a political context, in a political conversation. Yeah. Like, they always talk about fucking um, Macron mm. coming over, because he's their big non-political figure.
1: Yeah. They love him. They because just... he's up politics.
0: <laughs> because, well, it's like, oh, well, he, they like him so much, especially in this country, because their narrative is that he came out of nowhere. Yeah. He was the fucking finance minister under Hollande. Yeah. And, you know, after spending 20 years in the highest echelons of French politics, and being a banker, mm. and running against the worst excrement that fucking French fascism can dredge up. It wasn't the worst. It was uh, the worst daughter. <laughs> it was the worst do- Let's say the worst current. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. After all that, it's like,
1: oh, he came out of nowhere. He yeah. came out
0: of nowhere. It's like, no, he had literally every advantage a neoliberal politician could have had mm. to get their hands on power. Mm. And now look what he's doing with it.
1: Yeah. He's doing the Paul Mason legitimate conservative bullshit.
0: He's doing that. He's doing the unions... Uh the union oh, attacks. That, yeah. But yeah, it's just this denial of reality with them and, mm. and this this uh, if I was being charitable, I would say and I know they are, that they're idealists as opposed to materialists. Materialists analyse the reality as it is. Mm. Idealists think that it's just about ideas.
1: Mm. Like privatizing prisons.
0: Yeah. That get, but like having an idea as to why privatizing prisons is good, and not looking at who it affects, who it's made angry, who it enriches, that kind of thing, mm. who benefits. You know, Cui Bono? The, that thing. Mm. Uh, uh, their utter refusal to do it makes me like wonder why they still exist. Who's funding them? I think. Um, who keeps on they with?
1: They don't them? need much money. To well, build. clearly. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, yeah, you're being charitable. I am being very charitable uh, and to can... be
0: more charitable they have um, they've recently there's been a couple of um, uh, local council elections in which they've done very well
1: yeah.
0: um, what you can't underestimate with the Lib Dems is when they've got a single target
1: yeah, they can
0: absolutely flood an area
1: Yeah,
0: um, it was one area in um, it was an area in Stoke or Rotherham I cannot remember hmm. but um, they were all gloating on Twitter that they'd, they'd demolished Labour absolutely demolished them like 40 points up or something and I uh, was <laughs> reading into it there was some like thing where yeah you know the reason why everyone hates the Labour MP because he like ran someone over with his car <laughs> he was like on the way out like he was yeah. only standing because he was literally the only person the constituency Labour Party would vote for
1: it's like um weirdly I reckon when there's the because we've got local elections coming up
0: we do London. yes in May yeah, so,
1: yeah. and I, I think, we're, yeah, we are having a vote So, hmm. um, I, I don't know if I could vote Labour, not for this Labour, <sighs> Labour council. Yeah, not I, with this, not with the 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 housing idea that ideas that they have and that kind of shit. I'm not going to vote Lib Dem, no. but I could see people voting Lib Dem because they don't like that. Yeah, um, and to be honest, the Labour councillors councillors here are council fucking shit. Yes. Um, and that's that's an issue that needs to be dealt with yes
0: and if the and if the only message that we can send is relatively like like not members of the labor party mm. as like kind of by, we're bystanders really mm. of the corbyn project, and that's mm. how I want to keep it for the yeah. moment for myself anyway like i can't legitimately go to someone and say like uh the greens should just fold up into into no. corbyn's labor no. like I feel weird about saying that.
1: Yeah. No. Even though I'm
0: not voting for the Greens because the Greens, as far as I'm concerned, are also terrible. Oh yeah. Like from a particular social milieu that's really, really can be very, very sketchy. Most of them aren't, but some of them are. I like Dreamcatchers
1: as much as the next person, but also
0: I'm more talking about like the
1: deep ecology stuff. Like some
0: of their yeah, some of their stuff is yeah, a bit fashy.
1: Yeah, they're a bit weird. Um, but there's a lot of, there's still a lot of, um, that needs to be sorted out. But yeah, we'll talk about that on another time. Yeah. Maybe I'll just figure, if you've been generous about the Lib Dems, there was a Lib Dem, there's a Lib Dem, I think he's not a Lib Dem anymore, I think it was David Laws, might not be him, the one who made all of his millions from destabilising the wheat market in, um, in the 90s and causing a massive spike in the cost of bread. That was one of the, one of the Lib Dems, one of the senior Lib Dems in the coalition was, um... That's how he made all his money.
0: Which, uh, the destabilisation of wheat futures and wheat prices Mm. was one of the things that led that fella in Tunisia to burn himself alive, thus leading to the Arab Spring, thus leading to uh, programme 2030 for Saudi Arabia. Boom! We did it! The system works! Liberal reform works!
1: (laughs) Before, there was no market in human flesh in Libya. (laughs) Now it's all over the place! Well done, the Dems. Opening markets. <laughs> Arms length,
0: light touch, reform, works, people. It does. When are they going to get on board and do it to stop Brexit? Yeah. Stop burning themselves alive to stop Brexit?
1: Well that would be funny. The first Remainer to, um, to set themselves on fire in front of number 10 Downing Street to stop Brexit. I'll sit here and wait for that. <laughs> Mate, they can't.
0: Like get their shit together to kind of get a subscription model for a political party to yeah. oppose Brexit no point. one will give their money up they're not burning even their personal possessions <laughs> to stop Brexit and that's really kind of all you need to know about that isn't it it is
1: it is but yeah <laughs> I think that's us for the week. yeah
0: okay yeah that's us for the week um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes you can follow us at WDT underscore podcast uh, you can follow me at BM Bergamo and Hugh at Tanner Smashing mm-hmm. drops a line and let us know what you think. Cool. And that's us for this week, episode 46. Cheers. Bye. Bye. I
1: love my country, indeed I do. But all oh, that war has made me blue. I like fighting, that's my name. But fighting am the least about the fighting.